is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Welcome to the first show of the new season, season two. This will be the first show of 2019. We are recording this on New Year's Eve, so if you hear any explosions in the background, don't be alarmed. This Um, is my water heater. (laughs) (laughs) That's not funny, man. My microwave went out, so I emailed the landlady, and she's Uh like, well, you know, there's a microwave on the other thing. And I was like, I'm not asking. I wasn't asking her to, like, come up and fix the microwave right now. I was just like, hey, just letting you know. I don't know how this thing works. It's mounted into uh-huh. the wall. Oh, it's one of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's difficult. But um, no, no water heaters. Uh, just New Year's Eve. Um, thank you all, Patreon patrons. Um, our newest, Alicia, thank you very much for your Word. generous... Uh, donation toward the cause. Mm-hmm. I've started getting the um, the podcasts, the backlog built up, and and we're gonna get it on Spotify very very soon. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to be a part of that, Patreon.com/slash/aifa. And if you don't, the best thing that you can do is to rate and review us. Five star ratings and a kind review helps the podcast go a long way. So if you have a second, if you're listening to this on your phone, um, stop for just a second. Unless you're driving, then keep your eyes on the road. And pull over. Pull over. (laughs) (laughs) Scroll down the page and give us a little five-star review. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Our sponsor is Green Camel Press. GreenCamelPress.com. Green Camel Press brings the old-school aesthetic in a digital age to artwork. Um, we are currently working on some electronic greeting cards, and we have a whole new line of uh, greeting cards as well, including some fun birthday, everyday cards, and uh, Valentine's Day cards. So you can go check us out at greencamelpress.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so A, the new season, A mm-hmm. is for abstinence. Mm-hmm. Are you abstinent, Jerry? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I... It, <laughs> The way you say it the first time you said it, I thought you said absinthe, and I'm like, I'm not really sure what we're doing with Mm -mm. absinthe. I was like, hey, Mm -hmm. would you like an affectation? (laughs) Would you like to really have to affect your Your affectation? Alcoholism? Let's get a spoon. Abstinence. From alcohol. From alcohol. I mean, you can be abstinent from other other things. other things, yeah, but primarily I think our focus is alcohol. But if the other things are fucking your life up, yeah, you should probably really consider cutting down or being abstinent those things too mm-hmm. if it's fucking yeah. your life up if it's not if it's not then fucking carry on my wayward son you know like, <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> rock and roll yeah. get a little weird with it you know? um so for us I'm, I'm gonna speak for you for a second here abstinence is go key. for it um you can't you can't do what we're trying to do over here if if i were to put you know when i talk about working my program in a broader sense it's all about wanting to be happy, wanting to be content, trying to fulfill some, you know, I'm searching for some spiritual need to fulfill. Hopefully I'm finding that spiritual need and I'm able to find something to help me fulfill it. And alcohol just gets in the way of that. So, you know, my program, the one, the 12 step that we work in is not just about quitting alcohol. And in fact, 
if you look at some of the literature there early on, like when you look at the list, um, and the alcohol is only mentioned once in the entire list. I don't know if you noticed that in the 12 steps. So the, oh, the word, yeah, alcohol's I guess been... it is. Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess the, the point is, um, abstinence is the first step. Like it's the key. It's like, I, I can't, it just, it gets in the way and I have to clear my head or else I'm not able to work any kind of program, um, right. of any kind. Cause you know, it's, I mean, it's New Year's Eve, and there's going to be a lot of hungover people tomorrow, man. There's going to be a Hell lot yeah. of there's 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 all kinds of stuff that alcohol is getting in the way of. I mean, I don't. I'm hoping that all the checkpoints work the way they're supposed to, and they're all in the right places, and everybody gets home safe and sound. Oh and yeah, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But um, for me, I couldn't imagine taking another drink, which is not to say that I'm I'm saying that I'm never, 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 never but I'm certainly mm-hmm. not going to tonight. Yeah, it's out of the scope of possibilities for tonight. <laughs> yes, it is. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah, it's for tonight. For tonight. I mean, it is kind of in the scope, but it's out of the scope. It's not kind of in the scope. I mean, physically, you could... Mm-hmm. You know the path I'm going down. Physically, you could go to Safeway and get yourself some two-buck chuck and, you know, see what happens from mm-hmm. there, but... You know, if, if I wish there was a visual along with this podcast, there's a face I just made was like, ah, yeah, no. fucking effort in that. The effort in going uh, to the grocery store. The uh, no, just the effort in maintaining. Here's the thing with me in abstinence, right? Is is maintaining moderation is not an option for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and the fact that I had to consider moderation uh, really opened my eyes for me a lot as far as like the way I drank because. If I were a typical person, I don't want to use the word normal, but just typical, like I wouldn't be thinking, okay, I'm only allowed to drink three tonight. That's all I'm allowed. Because a typical person who doesn't have, uh, who isn't an alcoholic will be like, okay, that's good. Like I have a nice buzz. I feel a little warm in the face. I'm done. They don't think there's no cutoff. There's no moderation cutoff line in their, in Mm -hmm. their brain. You know, it's just warm and done warm and sleepy Mm -hmm. i'm sleepy now (laughs) you know and then every once in a while they'll cut a little loose and they'll be like i'll never drink tequila again man last time i drank tequila you know (laughs) and for me i'm just like i hear those never drink tequila again stories and i'm like but that's fucking wednesday like that shit was just that was just middle of the week like oh you woke up outside with no pants on covered in ants like that was my Mm -hmm. jam dude like i invented that shit Mm -hmm. yeah because that literally has happened to me but you know um uh, that's when I think of abstinence. It's it's the opposite of moderation, moderation to me. Yeah, because moderation is just not an option. Never has been. No. And then that figures in, of course, to working a program. Of working a program just to improve my life. Because yeah, if I'm all if I'm all fucked up, then that really defeats the purpose of even trying to work the program in the first place. For me personally, you know, I've heard stories of other people in the program who were attending meetings and they were still drinking and going to meetings and stuff. And I was like, wow, you're getting all this vital information, but you're not retaining any of it. You're not applying any of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it must be really hard. It must suck. You know, <clears throat> it i can't i can't imagine it either i i, I again i agree with you 100 uh-huh. percent that moderation is just not it i tried it so many times not just moderation yeah, of not just moderation of how many but well you know i think it was the gin 
the other night, man. I just can't drink gin. What if I just <laughs> what if I just drink white yeah. wine? Because the red right. wine just makes me flush and has too many sulfates. I don't know what a sulfate right. is, to be quite honest, Jerry. I just right. know or sulfite. I don't know. Sulfites. <clears throat> I think it's salt, dirt. I don't know, roast droppings. Who knows? <clears throat> but whatever it is, I just know, oh man, it, it must have been the sulfites. Or you know, that I must just be it. Dude. I think I'm just allergic to the wheat and the beer. You know, I think it's like a gluten oh, yeah, thing, so I can't it. Mm-hmm. I can't really drink too much uh, too much of that IPA because it really I think it's the hops. It's the hop it's level. The hops. Yeah, must be. <laughs> Never drinking tequila again. I quit drinking because uh, my drink of choice was whiskey. Like I, mm-hmm. I over any I would drink anything, pretty much anything you put near me, but I would hate all of it unless it was bourbon. And so I remember there's a point in time where I was like blacking out a lot and acting out and being like fucking pissed about everything and getting real dark and weird. And so I was like, well, I'll st- I'll try vodka because it must be the it must be the wheat in the fucking bourbon. Mm-hmm. But then I like, you know, and then I tried vodka. And then what happened was like within two days, I was exactly where I was when I quit drinking bourbon. I was like to a fifth of night and still fucking blacking out and wilding out and fucking saying crazy shit to people and thinking crazy shit and so yeah so it wasn't no, the week you don't black no out it wasn't on French the wheat, toast apparently it was not the yeah right like i have some roman meal bread and then i'll i wake up in a car you know oh, gotta try those driving. ancient grains jerry get a nice amaranth or something that's that's what my, <laughs> i ate some hollow i ate a hollow loaf dude mm-hmm. and fucking when i walk about you know like yeah, it's it's not a it's just not feasible and it's not a uh, for me for me it's it I can't imagine moderation now and when I hear about it and, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe there's some people who just need a little more structure right and so there's I've, I've heard of you know moderation management and I think one of the other smart recovery I'm not sure what it stands for but they're all about like moderating and maybe that works right. for some people and you're fine it, with that. I imagine it does you know it's just not my reality you know no. I imagine that's not your reality because no. we would we'd be doing the moderation podcast <laughs> and probably fucking drunk by the end of it right? so you know but maybe I don't know I don't want to discredit anybody else's program or the way they do the things they do I'm just fucking around but no I get it um yeah I don't want anybody out there who's like you know making dinner and they're in the smart recovery and they're like that what an asshole, you know, one star review. One star <laughs> guy in his stupid ponytail. So it's 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 entirely up to the individual, I guess is what Absolutely. we're saying. Absolutely. And I don't dis yeah, I, I don't think that either of us, either of us discredit anyone who is making strides to try better, try harder, or try try different, you know? Right, right. At the, we're at the end of the day. We're all alcoholics, and we all can relate to each other's struggle fundamentally in that way. So the way we, the ways we approach it, you know, if it's successful, then it's then it's successful, mm-hmm. you know. So you know, for you and I, we tend to like to work within that twelve-step program, and other people tend to work with moderation management or smart recovery or, or what's that one, life ring? I know we always throw out those because I'm not familiar with them. I've never been to any of their meetings or or any of that but if that if that's what's working for you like fuck yeah keep doing it because you're probably reaping benefits in your life you Mm -hmm. know it's probably doing a good positive thing for you you know so just john and i we tend to like to sit in church basements like i said (laughs) and and shirk uh, our duties of service right yes it's I just I can't I can't even imagine there's no there's no part of me because I used to joke one of my jokes when I was drinking was 
yeah, I like moderation. Lots and lots of moderation. <laughs> right. Ah, right. You know, a terrible joke. It wasn't even that funny. But, you know, to me, it was just like, I like to moderate. And so using always, always, I was always using the language of, you know, recovery as mm-hmm. a kind of a joke. You know, they're like satire. Mm hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm a drunk. I'm not an alcoholic. Alcoholics go to meetings. <laughs> do, do. Yep. Nobody likes a quitter. Yeah, that uh-huh. kind of shit. Um, yeah, but then, I, you know, when it all comes out, you all end up sounding like Orson Welles in that fucking champagne commercial. I just watched that tonight. Have you oh, seen it? Man, I have. He's I like, have. mm-hmm, the French. Oh. <laughs> and far be it for me to laugh at a poor guy who's fucking no. in hardcore alcoholism, but oh, the French is still fucking funny. So it's, but anyway, that's how we would be sounding. Absolutely. Only quitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that for me, abstinence is, is it, it, it's key. So I, I wake up and how do I stay? I mean, how do you stay abstinent? How do you, how do you, what steps do you take? Somebody said, I just, yeah, I gotta be honest with you. I just don't drink. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> but if we want to get down into the spiritual or the mental mm. aspect of it, I mean, a I little mean, bit. I, I need to identify the triggers that caused me to have that type of thinking Mm -hmm. because for me, I feel like it's not so urgent. It's still there. Like I, it's still there, but it's not an urgency. So I have, I really need to, uh, sit down and and cope with the triggers or, or cope with the trigger, the ways that make me think that way, you know? So there are certain things I do. I mean, we always praise meditation or some type of prayer or some type of mindfulness Mm -hmm. is always super helpful, you know? Um, stepping away from things that are overwhelming because I find a lot that, like I've said it in previous podcasts, my first instinct is to run mm-hmm. from away from shit that's hard or just not do things that are hard or just get really overwhelmed and blow up on everybody around me. So I, it's always best for me to like, you know, tell the people around me or closest to me like, yo, I'm having a moment. I need to fucking leave the room for a few minutes and kind of really go over what's going on with me because I don't want to yell at everybody or just be an asshole. So I think it's a lot of mindfulness, a lot of uh, some meditation, a lot of meditation, some meditation, you know, those kinds of things are always super helpful for me in abstinence. And mm-hmm. and honestly, my big thing is I just, that's not, I just don't do that anymore. You know, I've said that previously too. It's just a thing that just, I don't do. So yeah, absence is a funny word, dude, because you know, I was telling my wife, well, we're doing a podcast on abstinence and she just started chuckling like, <laughs> yeah, you don't get laid, man. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I do. <clears throat> you don't know, but she does know because <laughs> we're married. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it there's there's lots of things. And I think, too, in early recovery, like, you know, a month in, there's all kinds of anxiety and worry and fret. Yes. And yeah. um, I think it's it's important. I know for me, I kind of had to remove myself from those, like you said, those triggers, both physical right. and mental ones. So even, you know, I think maybe you talked about some glassware in your kitchen or something like that, or you were, you were like, yeah, there's just these glasses and I don't use them anymore. I used to use it's, them. They're for... still fucking there, but we're having a rummage sale at my kid's school, and I think I'm gonna just roll in with a bunch of crystal booze decanters <laughs> and fucking old wine glasses and shit. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. But you know, things like if you need to remove things, obviously the bottles of booze from your house is probably a good place to start. That's key. Yeah. That's probably a good starting point. Um, But all those things. And, and also the people that you hang out with. And I, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think that you have to say, I'm not going to see any of my friends, but if your friends are trying to encourage you, 
you know, to do something that you don't Dude. want. Uh, if you're if they're if they're not interested in what you yeah. in your in your best interest. And I didn't people have that thing with the friends who tell you, what what do you do this for? You're not really an alcoholic. Like I personally know people who have died on that hill. Like I've literally mm-hmm. died because they've been told, Oh, well, they've been given the red the the green flag, the checkered or the green flag to go back out because they're like, You're what are you telling me? You're not really an alcoholic. When they don't know your struggle, they don't know what you go through. They don't know you when you're alone in your room with the empty bottles under the bed or mm-hmm. whatever you're doing. They don't know that part of you. So of course their perception of what you're going through is gonna be through a lighter, lens, you know. You know, yeah. Lighter or through just a completely rose colored lens. They may be in denial of their own problem themselves they may not they just want to keep the good times rolling who knows but i i do know that yeah the some sometimes the people you hang out with i don't know you know what don't have friends just get video <laughs> games you'll be fine just dump all your friends get red dead redemption 2 how's get that Last new vr do they have red dead vr yet is that no not yet not but yet. you're guaranteed i'll be on a horse getting motion sickness i was gonna say can they have like those little springy horses outside of the uh like in the in the playground they can get you one of those I can get one, wire one, <laughs> bolt one in the room, but no, de- most definitely who you associate with. And I think it's it's hard. It's a hard fucking thing because they'll start dropping off anyway. They, they will. Stop, they'll, they'll, they will because you're no fun. You remind them of all that bad shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's. I know that that was the case for me. That I was. I was less and less invited to things. Oh yeah. Um. I was less and less the the phone calls that I used to get late at night. They eventually mm-hmm. went away. Um, yeah. You know, but they still showed up at first, but people realize that, oh, John's not drinking. Maybe I shouldn't call him at one or two, two or morning. three in the morning, morning, you know, a three way call with another drunk mm-hmm. person. Exactly. Just, hey, let's all hash it out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, I'm making memes right now, dude. I'm <laughs> I'm in dreamland. Yeah, it's yeah. I, got, I want to get up early tomorrow. Yeah. So I, I think that. For me, friends, and I still have friends that drink, and I still yeah. spend time with them. I just do it differently. We don't, we don't meet at bars. There's only been a couple no. of times where I can think yeah. where somebody was out, and I wanted to go see. It's usually there's another purpose. It's not just we're going to go to a bar. I think either there's some there was some music going on or something like that, and so mm-hmm. you know making those different arrangements with people, and yeah, like you said, people are going to drop off as is. But if somebody I mean, if somebody were going to be detrimental to my sobriety and it was something that was really important to me, I would just have to say no and be comfortable saying no and right. not, not feel guilty because they're not going to be there when I'm, you know, laying in bed hungover, um, you know, or getting into a drunken fight with my girlfriend or my boss or the police. They're not going to yeah. be there. <laughs> nope. I'm going to be there. No, nah, no. Nah, so, nah. um, taking away those triggers things whether you know like i said whether it's glassware or friends or um you know finding other activities stuff that you like to Mm. do whether it's baking or puzzles or painting sudoku sudoku that's do you know how to do that i don't don't, know how to do that me neither but if you know how to do it out there listener fuck yeah that's genius i like crosswords every once in a while do you yeah i like the jumble the little junior jumble the little scramlet Yeah, the scramlet. <laughs> it's the, the, I remember you doing, while you were drinking, you were doing words with friends a lot, and mm-hmm. you would just like wild out on people, <laughs> write them, hey, what's up? 
what what's up boss you know and they're like i just figured out the fucking words with friends you're just private messaging them like yeah you want to say that to me outside what are you wearing huh boss huh chief what you got on buddy uh but i yeah just whatever yeah you know this no seriously but that's another thing yeah. whatever it is that you want i don't remember wiling out on people on words with friends but you would tell me stories, oh. but you were drinking though when you would tell me the story. Oh, anyway, oh, you know, well, not that anyhow. anyway, but yeah, but yeah, um, but so find something other than drinking. Find something that you used to do, or find something new. Um, there's the cravings. Cravings are really bad, and cravings they you just gotta have to ride the wave because it it'll it'll pass, and I don't know it will pass. I still, I don't, I wouldn't really call it a craving anymore. Sometimes I get, I get, I guess I get a little twinge of nostalgia for a second. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the, like it's the not glitter. a craving, but it's like. You get the glitter, dude. Oh man, you know what would be really nice? <sighs> Sitting out on the deck, out by the river. Yeah. Cooler full of. Fucking. Club cocktails Whatever. or yeah, <laughs> say, shandies. <laughs> Club cocktails oh in my those little God, cans. Dude. I don't know. I'm... Yeah, yeah. My parents used to drink mm, those. My parents dude. too. My mom did. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of grapefruit shandies mm-hmm. and a nice uh, char- charcuterie plate that I'm gonna end up throwing into the river at some point. <laughs> but get yourself and a it's... six pack of Lacroix or an eight pack or twelve pack and put a little stevia in it. Mm-hmm. Homemade soda, no calories. Bam, <laughs> one and done. You're out. You're ready, son. The world is your oyster. <clears throat> Well, is your toy stores, John says. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, there are definite there are definite other things, you know. Even if it's just reading, you know, reading literature on sobriety or recovery, listening to podcasts on sobriety or recovery hey. has been super helpful for me. Yeah, me too. Maybe listening to this one here. Yes, um, becoming a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> yes. Um, what would you yeah. say to somebody who? Wanted to quit drinking, but also smoked weed and was kind of doing some marijuana maintenance. I kind of I've dealt with that in the past mm-hmm. with people That's doing why I'm that. Asking, but I mean, yeah, I mean I've dealt with that personally in my own life in the beginning of my recovery. Like I smoked weed for probably the first two, maybe three months to mm-hmm. sleep. Well, that's my excuse, right? There's my denial to sleep, but um. I don't know, man. It's hard for me to make a call on that. All I know is what works for me. If I'm like, well, dude, if or dude or dude at whatever person, if it works for you, I guess it's working for you. I wouldn't suggest it mm-hmm. just because you know it's. So what, I don't know though. Well, right? what happened? So, what happened to you three months down the road that you were like, this marijuana maintenance program is not doing it for me. It's not enough. I had a fucking massive panic attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and started questioning who I was and what I was doing and why I was doing this. And it was just uncomfortable. And I really had this revelation during that panic attack where I was like, why am I here? I don't want to feel this way. Why am I feeling this way? I, I just want to not feel this way. And I think the best way to not feel this way is to not smoke pot anymore. So then I stopped smoking pot. And I wasn't smoking a lot of pot. Like it was literally – it wasn't like all day long. It would mm-hmm. be like two puffs off a joint or something. But then <coughs> once 
once I stopped, I just liked being sober so much, like without that feeling of being high that I just kind of rolled with it. I never really liked weed anyway, though. Yeah. It, it literally was to help me sleep at first. And then from there, I was like, well, this makes me feel a little different. So I guess I tell someone who's on the marijuana maintenance thing, like, it's a slippery slope. How about that? Good luck. You know, mm-hmm. like, like you're, it feels like you're adding another impediment to something. Yeah. Like you're already on like log rolling. You know what? You gotta kick a shoe off while you're doing it. So now what? You're just doing one foot because that's what it feels like. Early to me, recovery you know? is like, already an episode of MXC. <laughs> exactly. Or oh yeah, yes, exactly, dude. Gila douche. You for know, those like of you who don't know what MXC is, please go get to it. YouTube and you can and watch, watch them it. all. Um, I think after we do this podcast, it's our New Year's Eve. Is I'm gonna be like, Megan, get off the fucking VR. We're gonna do some MXC right now. I've got them on DVD, uh, man. Anyway, it's already a struggle. Yeah, you're already performing a feat of strength. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, why why have the impediment there? You know. Yeah. But far be it from me, I can't tell you what to do with what you're doing. That's all up to you. Mm-hmm. You ask my opinion, I say don't do it. I but I did ask you. Not opinion. asking my. No, I'm saying in the okay. hypothetical, though. Yes. You did ask my opinion. My opinion would be like, don't do it, but I'm a hypocrite because I did it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But then there's the nature of of humanity, right? We're all kind of hypocritical mm-hmm. one way or another. So I guess I learned from it. I learned. I learned that I was like, this is much harder while I'm doing this, and I'm freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I quit smoking, too, and I smoked. Like, I loved smoking. The only thing I haven't quit yet is, mm-hmm. well, I still vape. But I haven't quit caffeine, man. I still love caffeine. Me too. Can't take that shit away from me. We had a whole conversation, you and I, about caffeine. I don't know if we did it on the podcast, but your doctor said to stop drinking coffee, and you were like shook. You were like, fuck, that's what do I, I do? Got. What the that's fuck, my, doc? That's my crutch I, in the corner I right now. I see you sitting in the car having like a moment for like the movie Magnolia, just crying and <laughs> punching the fucking steering wheel, being like, yeah. just even looking at that, what the fuck do I do now, doc? What do I got now, huh? Take that from me. I think, you know, and it's funny you say that because today I made a full pot of coffee and Uh I still had like three cups, but that Uh was only like maybe half of the pot. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, man, why do I keep brewing a whole pot? I'm not drinking it anymore. Habit. It's it's a habit. So, yeah. So now Mm -hmm. I'm thinking maybe I could, I could brew a half a pot and that would probably yeah. be fine because yeah i'm not, i'm also thinking well it's three o'clock in the afternoon if i'm gonna have one more cup this is it man four o'clock's got to be that cutoff or else you're not yeah. gonna be able to sleep so i'm on a diet coke thing so mm-hmm. i get it i'm trying to cut back i should just be absent from diet cokes because i've had like maybe three today already because i love diet cokes man and i'm like fuck jerry like it's all the caffeine in it though mm-hmm. caffeine, yeah that's my confession sweetness little sweetness the little whatever that fake sugar that's probably gonna make me grow a wing or something like <laughs> just you one. know like but i just one that's all i get too but uh i i get it i get i get it as far as marijuana maintenance mm-hmm. goes i understand it but you know slippery yeah it's very slippery dog yeah. um i think another another thing that's really good is in early sobriety and actually even right now and for basically my entire life I've always had voices in my head, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it's the voice you know, and I, I, I'm not saying that, um, but like the voice that says, Hey, it's okay. Have a drink, man. No, it's fine. Oh, you, you mean like it. an internal monologue. Yeah, you internal don't mean monologue. like someone no, no. telling you to 
set the president on fire. <laughs> no, 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 none of that. I, I furrowed my brow like, yeah, I know, this you is me a that, new thing. You gave me that look. Well, no, let's address this on like, the podcast. Like some M. Night Shyamalan movie or something like right. that. You mean your inner monologue. I have, yeah, I have an inner monologue. So, He's a motherfucker, dude. So I think the one thing that you can do is talk back. And it's one thing that I've learned is to say like, oh, yeah, it'll be fine, man. Or mm-hmm. you don't really need to do that. And I'm like, I don't need to listen to you. Yeah. You know? So I, I think that that's, that can be a helpful thing too, to remember that the, that, that in that internal monologue is not something that you have to follow. It's not something that you have to listen to. I mean, right. Right. Cause those aren't, they're self-fulfilling prophecies is what mm-hmm. they are. The monologue is telling you what's going to go wrong and you fulfill it. Yeah. Yes. I, yes. Um, Another thing that I am guilty of and I don't always succeed is is um we I think we've called it before the shit fuck stacking. Have I used this term with you before? Are you I know this I it took me a minute. I know the song with the guy with the hair that yes, everybody likes. Yes. But I don't Reggie Watts like, who was in, oh, this, that's his in this he was in this cool band in Seattle back in the day called Maktub and then he started doing comedy oh, and he, he was got in su- Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he got super crazy weird and he was on Conan for a while and he had his own show and, but he did this song called the shit fuck stack and you stack the shit and the fuck. And anyhow, it's this weird goofy song, but it's mm-hmm. this idea of, um, and I just use that one, but it's this idea of catastrophizing things or, um, oh. or just making it, Oh my God, well this is going to happen. And then this is going to happen. And I woke up and I already feel like shit. So I'm going to have a terrible day. So I might yep. as well not. You know, I don't need this. And why am I drinking all this coffee anyway? And fucking, I'm not even going to get out of bed. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and then it just, it just compounds. So yep. being, I think, a little more forgiving to yourself. I know that I, I I have to do that because that's what gets me out of bed or gets me to the gym or gets me to, you know, polish up my resume or gets me yeah. to whatever it is, whatever the thing that is I'm struggling with. At the moment, I don't need to tack it on. I don't need to pile it on to a whole nother uh, case of things. Um, so and what else can we, what are the other, there's also, I mean, seeking the help. The fuck shit stack. The oh. fuck shit stack. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you, you do Man, that. I don't really like Reggie Watts, dude. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't really, I'm not feeling him. Mm-hmm. I, he's, fu- I, he's talented. I just. Not to disregard what you said. It no, makes no. total sense. I'm like pointing at the whole time you're saying I was like, that's it. That's my whole fucking life. You know, that's my um the that's my cycle of even insomnia. Like that's the best way I can think of it is during my insomnia, it feeds itself. It's like the Ouroboros. It's like a snake eating its mm-hmm. own tail. It's always because it's like, fuck, you can't sleep. Ah, oh, fuck, you're fucked. You can't get up and help with the kid in the morning. Ah, oh, fuck, you know? And then I start going through the cycle of how I'm just ruining my fucking life, which is just keeping me awake, mm-hmm. you know? It's just like going throughout your day with, yeah, that inner monologue. I I gave mine a voice and everything, man. I Yeah, maybe I'll name him shit fuck stack. <laughs> that's He's always a good just name. Like, They're going to laugh at you, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, that's what he sounds like. Oh, you're going to shit your pants in front of everybody and fall down the stairs, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good morning, Jerry. Like, you know? Not yet. <laughs> no, dude, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> so I've got it's, all that handled mostly. Yeah. So just um it's okay to talk back and say no. I'm not going to yeah. I'm not listening to you right now and I'm not listening. I do it a lot you. in the car. I do mm-hmm. it a lot in the car. Yeah, and the shit fuck stacking is is a great way to put it. Just 
Yeah. And my mom, my mom calls that projecting. You're just projecting. Mm-hmm. And I've heard projecting being used so many different ways. Like you're projecting your emotions onto me, right? But the way my mom is like, you're, you're making a prophecy for yourself. You're projecting the negative part of your future. It's almost like magical thinking. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if you will it hard enough, it becomes true. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And that, yeah, that fucking, that's a motherfucker, dude. I think also, We're, yeah. Well, I was going to say too, is that a lot of this is rooted in the anxiety comes up. And I don't know if I said that earlier, but finding a way to relax touched on anxiety. Um, <laughs> yeah. Whether it be like listening to some of that. Have you heard this, uh, like 432 Hertz music? It's supposed to be yes. the optimal. I w- yeah. It doesn't work for me, man. <laughs> I've listened to those binary beats to try to sleep and it's just an idiot. I'm just an idiot on the couch with no shirt on in the dark, listening to like wubba, wubba, wubba. It just doesn't work for me, dude. Um, But it does for some people. Some people find Mm -hmm. it, you know. I found one in particular that I like, and you know, I mean, there's 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 a bunch of them out there on YouTube, and Mm -hmm. the one the one that I like is like music for happiness or something like that, and it's got this big golden face on it, and it seems to put me to sleep. Um, Does it? For the most part. Uh, Yeah, most of the time it does. Not all the time. I do like Alan Watts's guided meditation. Mm. So those are Alan, cool too. Yeah. I listen to a lot of Alan Watts actually because it's a lot of perspective there. There's a lot of calming perspective there mm-hmm. with the anxiety. Yeah. So finding a way to relax, hot baths and yoga. Yeah, dude, a little Ed Sheeran in a hot bath, man. <laughs> Woo! And some Epsom salts of lavender. I don't, you know. Is that what's going that's, on tonight? For that's what my kid does, dude. Oh, that's what my daughter does. My little eight-year-old daughter takes hot baths, and she's like, Dad, will you put on relaxing music and put some bath salts in here? And I'm like, yeah, and I'll put on Ed Sheeran because I don't know what the fuck – because I don't really listen to relaxing music myself. So I'm like, what would an eight-year-old think is, is relaxing? relaxing? Yeah. Got to get get her into those 432 hertz. Yeah, hey, yo, you want to check out some binaural beats? <laughs> don't be a pussy. Check out these binaural beats, dog. Get on it. Get on it. So Get find on it, something kid. to help you relax. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. one last thing, which I have not really um, sought out, but probably will have to at some point in my life, is uh, real and professional help. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. You know, not everybody has the opportunity or the means to get into, you know, rehabs if they need it or any kind of mm-hmm. outpatient programs or any of those things, but I know that, you know, even a little bit can help. And there's lots of, I feel like there's absolutely dude. There's all kinds of resources out there in 2018. I think there's even like yeah. self-help apps and different, I don't know the names of any of them, you know, therapist apps and mm-hmm. things like that. But fi- seeking that out, I think because the one thing that I found is that alcohol wasn't my main problem. I mean, there were other problems that were deep rooted, you know, psychological issues that needed to be mended. Um, a little bit, yeah. So I think that's a really good one, too, is is Yeah, professional out. help is great. If you have the means to, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Even if you have the means to find recovery counselors. Hell, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of rehabs, but if you can find a good one, like, and you're going through early recovery, man, that, that is definitely a good option for you. It'll put you in a good mindset and get you around other people who are dealing with what you're dealing with, which Mm -hmm. is absolutely necessary to be around other people who are going through what you're going through. It'll be super helpful. And to be around people who are committed to being helpful, you know, Mm -hmm. counselors. And when I say I'm not a fan of rehabs, I mean like the $10,000, 
buffet rehab that they just let you out and the, they get you sober for 28 days and put you out in the street like good luck now you know like that's it we got no your follow 10 grand. Up, you know i just mean you know i mean rehab in general if it's helpful do it yeah you know i have to be careful of this language sometimes well i mean people, the, yes there can I don't be want some, them to think that, some greed yeah. and corruption in all you know it's in everything though but, it's in all of it. It, it like everything in the world you just use use your brain if it's, it looks shady <laughs> don't do it yeah if it doesn't feel good don't do it yeah but i think that abstinence can feel good sobriety can feel good boom good turnaround um, <laughs> being you know and we talk a lot about language you talked a lot about it with your dad you know about yeah not saying i'm an alcoholic i'm in long-term recovery i've heard mm-hmm. things like don't tell people you're clean because that implies that you were dirty and right. you know i don't know how language is going to shift in the future and i'm still fine to say i'm clean and sober and Right. And you find to say I'm an alcoholic, and like I said, it's in the title of this program. And right, <laughs> thank God. That's I've got to change the name of the program. <laughs> but uh, but you know, just there's some tips and some tricks, and um, it's it's hard sometimes. It's really really hard sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, it is. Every single morning, it's it's worth it. I mm-hmm. regardless of whatever minor struggle I might be having, I'm really grateful to not wake up hungover and you know you guys will all be listening to this on the 6th the 5th or the 6th of january and new year's eve will be long gone but uh-huh. um i wanted to ask you and we d- dry january is coming up jerry yeah you want to do it well <laughs> <laughs> i do i do let's um, do it but just real quick because i know that you you've taken umbrage with these you know month-long pledges to uh to get sober or to be sober, not even to be sober, but to, just to quit drinking, you know? Right. And like people, they go, I'm going to be dry for January. And then I wake up and I feel great and I'm doing good and I'm exercising. And right. Halfway through the month, you're like, God, I can't wait till I get a drink. And when are we going right. to drink? And what are we going to drink? And where are we going to drink? And how are we going to well, drink? February comes around. And it's right back on the shit horse, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, let's fucking tear this place down. And then the same problems you had in December are back again. Mm hmm. But anyway, what were you? I think that's it. I think you summed it up oh. pretty, pretty just. Yeah, that's the thing. You take a month off. You're like, feel great for the first couple of weeks. Then you feel lousy because you want the month to end. And then it's just right back to the mindset that put you made you want to take that month off in the first place. Mm-hmm. And but so if the, you, but if if that month off turns into something nice, that's the thing. And and keep do the next month off, dude. I mean, not even do the next day off. Do do thirty two days. And you said something really, we talked about this prior to the podcast about, or, um, about taking these, these months off, whether it's sober October or dry January or, um, you know, mustache November or whatever. Right. That's like not alcohol free February. Like, yeah. But you said it should be a liberation and not a prison. You know, it shouldn't be something yeah. that you're locked into and you can't wait to get set free of. And right. I think a lot of that has to do with how you your outlook on it and what kind of program that you are you're running mm-hmm. in your own life. What kind of program? Well, yeah. And it's funny because I now looking back, I feel like I'm free now. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I was locked in the prison when I was drinking. Like yeah. I was in this little, you know, six by eight cell just pacing, waiting for the next time the guard came around to throw a bottle through the bars, you know. And now I'm out here shirtless in the yard, like free, man. Feeling good. (laughs) Sober during the middle of the day, not shirtless in the yard crying. You know what I mean? Like, you know, after a giant row with, you know, whoever wanted Mm -hmm. to fight with me. Now I feel so much more free now. 
So I think yeah. if you're in the midst of a dry January, keep it up. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Really, I, I know that for me with sobriety and with abstinence, it's all about why I'm doing it and having a mm-hmm. meaning behind it that makes it that makes it uh, meaningful. <laughs> so right. I think that it's important to to find the meaning in your sobriety, and that's going to help with its longevity. Yeah. You dig? Word. I dig, dude. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Um, And we're glad to be back for a second season. Yeah, it was a um, long break. <laughs> <laughs> we thought about taking a break and like, oh, well. You're man. like, it's only a half hour podcast, Jerry. Jesus, what do you need? <laughs> you need three weeks off there? Yeah, I do. <sighs> but no, I don't. I really don't. I just was like, what do you think about taking a little break? And you're like, have 30 minutes, Jerry. <laughs> 30 minutes out of your Monday. Uh, so, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do switch it. it. Yeah. So, so this will be fun. I think the second season, we've already got one season under our belt. So hopefully the second one will be, uh, we'll have it figured out a little better. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything yeah. you guys are interested in uh, us talking about, I've already gotten a few um, um, thoughts I love people. subjects. Yeah, so, yeah, subjects interest me. Yeah, I mean, we can always. Inside you know, or outside of the alphabet, you know, we'll find a way to work yeah. it in. We can definitely, yeah, figure out a way to squeeze it into the format. Like, even if, yeah, even if it doesn't start with the letter, I'll figure it. We'll figure it out. We'll just jam it right in there, dude. We don't care. We don't care. We're not gentlemen. All right. Stay sober, everybody. And, um, oh. Yeah. Whoops. You you said that our our tagline. Catchphrase? I forgot it. Catchphrase. What was it? You're just going to have to get used to leaving early. Yeah, you're just going to, you know what? You know what, ladies and gentlemen? You're just going to have to get used to leaving early. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can reach us at A is for alcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>